Hey everybody and welcome to Breaking Biotech. Thank you all for being with me today. I'm excited to be back and uh, got an exciting show for, for number 50. And we're going to talk about omega-3s. And joining me today is Nathan Weinstein, who works at Aegis Capital. And for those who don't know, Aegis Capital is a full-service retail and institutional broker-dealer. They are in New York City and they've been around since 1984. And Nathan Weinstein is the Director of Healthcare Equity Research, and in this role he does research on a variety of biotech companies as well as those in diagnostics, animal health, and am I missing anything else, Nathan? Medical, <laughs> medical devices, that's another one. Uh, he has a CFA and ec degrees in economics as well as English. And he's finishing up an MBA right now. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to have you on. You are the first guest, Nathan, on Breaking Biotech. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about it and uh, happy to talk about this topic, which is Acasti Pharma. And the reason why I'm excited about it is obviously I've done a number of videos on Amarin already. And Amarin is really kind of one piece of the whole Omega-3 story. And Acasti fits in nice with their product. Uh, Capri, which is DHA, EPA. So yeah, so thanks a lot for coming on the show, Nathan, and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get into it. Hey Matt, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. I've been a long-time listener to your podcast. I think you do a great job covering uh, stories in, in great detail, and um, so it's really a pleasure to be on here talking about Acosti and the Omega-3 space, and I think it's a timely opportunity to chat on, on the names given on the upcoming catalysts in Omega-3 and so I'm happy to, t happy to take it from there. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so the first slide I have up here is uh, it's got the picture of the body. And we're really, what we're talking about omega-3s, it has to do with atherosclerosis and the risk of major cardiovascular events. And so the, the whole premise of the omega-3 space is that increasing your dietary intake of omega-3 in, in some sorts of combinations, and some studies have been successful and some haven't, but you reduce your risk of these negative cardiovascular outcomes, right? That's right. So in many ways, we're looking at a space that's in, in the early stages of a broader adoption um, as practitioners start to realize that there's CV outcomes benefit, not just triglyceride lowering. Um, so there's a number of therapeutics. Some have been released into the market and some are still in development. Um, so we think it's the early innings and it's a good space to, to keep tabs on, especially given what, and you've covered this um, before, what Amarin's done uh, with its reduce it trial which i think opened up a lot of eyes um, at the benefits of an omega-3 uh, treatment regimen yeah definitely and uh and this comes like you know at the heels of a big space that that started out with statins and uh then kind of moved into pcsk9 inhibitors but we'll get into that a little bit uh, later because you did mention vesepa and amarin and what kind of kicked off the omega-3 thing was the the release of this uh, CVOT that Amarin produced, which really showed that their EPA treatment, Vesepa, was able to reduce major cardiovascular outcomes. And other studies have struggled to, to show that with their combination pills, but and combination between EPA and DHA is what, I, what I'm referring to, but um, Amarin was able to pull it off with, with EPA alone. And it does look like uh, some DHAs aren't able to, to have an overall positive benefit when it comes to things like LDLC, but Acostes actually seems to. So before we do that, I'll just, in going through the, the slides, the, the scripts that I'm showing here, Amarin's um, total revenue from the uh, anticipation of the label expansion has gone up quite a bit over the years, given that 
all the hype around the uh, Reduce It study that came out later in 2018. That's right. So actually, uh, Amarin's had its product on the market, its product being Vasipa, which is a pure EPA ethyl ester that's been on the market for several years. And obviously, revenues have been climbing even ahead of the Reduce It data um, because it showed such a nice job of lowering triglycerides. And, and um, as a result of that, there's been um, doctor and patient uptake and more market awareness. You may have even seen their commercials on television. Yeah. Uh, concurrently, they've been building their sales force. They have a target of having 800 person sales force. And then keep in mind, yeah. this is a one product company. Um, so it just further uh, underpins the excitement that's growing around the omega-3 category. And earlier referencing um, EPA and DHA, these are different types of omega-3 is closely related. Um, but one of the things that Amarin has in its Vesipa is a pure ethyl ester EPA product, whereas most of the other omega-3s that are either in development or in the market are a mixture of EPA and DHA. Mm -hmm. um, so as a, as a class effect, we want to see if a mixed EPA DHA um, how can have the same CB outcomes uh, benefit as the pure EPA has been shown to do with redu reducer, right. and that's where AstraZeneca's strength trial is going to come into play. Yeah. So why don't you um, tell us a little bit about that? So the breakdown. Actually, I'm going to skip to that slide. So uh, I'm at the slide right now where it breaks down Capri, Lavaza, Vesipa, and Epinova. And so Lavaza and Epinova are both EPA DHA omega-3s, but they are ethyl ester or free fatty acid. Capri, on the other hand, is a phospholipid free fatty acid EPA DHA omega-3. So there's something about the quality of those fatty acids, even though they're, they, they might have the same um, double bonds in the right places, but there's something unique about Capri, is that right, that allows it to uh, either maintain or lower LDLC. That's exactly right. So the formulation matters. Um, they're all a little bit different. Uh, one of the things um, that makes the, the composition or the formulation uh, matter is the bioavailability. So when you have an ethyl ester, um, it turns out, and if you look at the uh, Vasipo label, um, it's recommended to be taken with a meal um, mm -hmm. to increase its bio bioavailability and have the triglyceride lowering effect. Right. Um, whereas with Capri and some of the others, it may not necessarily be the case because of how um, you're getting it in, in the phospholipid formulation and or with free fatty acids. So you could even take it in a fasting state, which could be beneficial for patients where uh, high fat meals might be even contraindicated. So right. um, that's one of the benefits of Capri, but it's not the only one. Um, if we look right now, so I should give a little bit of context. Uh, Capri is in its phase three, which is going to be the pivotal trial. It's a two-part trial. Um, they're going on concurrently, trilogy one and trilogy two. Those are going to read out top line in respectively December of this year and January um, of 2020. Mm. Um, but if we wind back the clock to the phase two trials for Capri, um, that's when we really saw uh, what they, what um, Acosti um, called its trifecta effect, where mm. not only did it have uh, benefit in terms of um, triglyceride lowering, but there were beneficial effects on the other lipid markers. So mm -hmm. this same pill not only lowered patients' triglycerides, but it also um, lowered LDL, uh, quote, bad cholesterol, and raised uh, HDL, or what is called, quote, good cholesterol. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you could get that triple or trifecta effect um, from one pill is, is what's one of the exciting things about Capri. Right. And I'm looking at that slide now. I just pulled it up. So there's the Colt study that used four grams, and then trifecta study that used two or one grams. 
and with the four grams, that's what's been used in the uh, trilogy one and two. Is that right? That's right, and it's important that you noted that um, because the evolution of the omega three space has uh, required people to kind of understand and things we know now that maybe people didn't know in the past was mm-hmm. it matters the amount of um, the dosage. So four yeah. grams was more efficacious generally than say two grams or lower. Um, so you want to have that four gram best uh, based on the studies. Um, and then also the baseline triglycerides um, that were included in the trials, that also matters. And to put it simply, right. the higher your TG count or triglyceride count, uh, the more effective are these TG lowering medications, the omega-3s. Right, right. Okay. And um, yeah, that's a, it's interesting because when I think about like Amarin and how they still don't really know the mechanism of what improves the cardiovascular outcomes. And, you know, they talk about how... Uh, reducing triglycerides is part of it, but there is this kind of open question on whether or not there is something else going on here. And um, to see these profound effects with Capri is, uh, is interesting and unique in that we don't see the LDL uh, lowering effects of the SEPA, but we do see it here. So it's, uh, it is tough to know whether or not um, that's going to have a more profound effect or not. And even, I guess, what we're going to find out about the Epinova trial, the strength trial of AstraZeneca's that comes out, is we should get some insight into that. But um, can you can you give us a little color on what you're expecting from the strength trial? Right. So we've talked to a number of um, members of the industry, both um, in the practitioner side and in the corporate side, and we think the consensus is that there's a high likelihood of success with strength. In other words, mm-hmm. a mixed um, EPA DHA formulation, uh, Epinova, which is AstraZeneca's drug. Um, it has a potential to show CV outcome benefits the same way Reducid showed those uh, benefits for Amarin's for SIPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that will do, in our opinion, is it will show that omega-3's CV outcomes benefit um, is a class effect, not something that's purely related uh, just to the pure EPA medicine, mm-hmm. um, the SIPA. And so if yeah. you can show that there's multiple medicines that are omega-3's that have different um, compositions, and they all have these CV outcomes benefits, then it should right. cast the halo effect on some of these smaller uh, companies who haven't performed their own outcomes trials, which are very uh, large, require thousands of patients, many years and millions of dollars of investment. Yeah. Um, there could be this halo effect um, where companies um, like Acosti uh, could benefit and doctors realize that uh, all the omega-3s have this uh, CV outcomes benefit potentially. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what that's what I would expect if there was a uh, a positive strength trial. Now, I am I am curious on whether or not the increases in LDL are going to have a role in um, in the outcome of the the strength trial. But I think the real Capri or the real Acosti catalyst is going to be for their their trilogy one and trilogy two, like you mentioned. That's going to come out in uh, December and January. Um, so I did want to move to. Uh, give like a kind of a breakdown of what Acosti's at right now. So they closed on Friday at 217 a share, which is puts their market cap at 185 million. And if you compare that market cap to Amarin or AstraZeneca right now, it is uh, orders of magnitude smaller. So in terms of growth potential, I think it's obviously there. Uh, I see here uh, you guys have a buy rating for it and a price target of three dollars. Um, I don't know if you want to go through the the kinds of the way you you come up with a model for seeing or for coming up with that price target if you want to get talk about that a little bit yeah i'd be happy to so we initially uh launched on coverage of acosti 
Um, that was on July 9th, uh, $3 price target. Stock was about a buck 45 at the time. Now, as you mentioned, it's um, over $2. So, you know, it's nice to, to have a, a winner. But there could be a lot more room to go. Obviously, we have a $3 price target, and we think we're the street low at that. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be um, additional upside. Obviously, getting through these trilogy trials with a successful top line showing TG lowering of 20% um, in the patient population mm-hmm. um, would, would we think would be a re-rating catalyst. It's not the only one, um, but as you mentioned, it's probably one of the major ones. Um, so mm-hmm. how do we come up with a $3 price target? Um, we use a discounted cash flow analysis, and we... Um, estimate what the omega-3 market could be in terms of total sales for mm-hmm. the whole industry and we do that out uh, for about 10 years um, and then we estimate a share that Akasi could capture based on um, its fasting bioavailability and its trifecta mm-hmm. effect um, we handicap right. that obviously because we haven't come through the phase three trial yet right um, and then we discount all those cash flows back put an exit multiple which we double discount uh, for added conservatism mm-hmm. um, and we, re- we end up with this three dollar price target Okay. All right. Interesting. I think that uh, that provides a lot of color for people who are trying to trying to do this um, on their own. Now, I did want to make a note here that Capri is actually krill oil, which is different than Vesepa. And uh, krill is is what it's like a crustacean, so it's also a a type of ocean creature. That's right. It's bottom of the food chain, uh, little crustacean, and. And that's, a, that's an interesting point because people can get omega-3s from a variety of dietary sources. I mean, these things are found throughout nature. Um, but the problem is the therapeutic quantities that we've discussed, the two grams or four grams, um, you just can't get that from eating. You'd have to eat tons and tons of fish, like more than you'd ever want um, to even possibly come close to therapeutic quantities. So that's one of the reasons why a prescription omega-3 is important and makes sense. Um, and also now that you have a reimbursement, um, it's, it's actually it doesn't... There's really not a benefit um, to buying uh, over-the-counter um, uh, fish oil, right. which you don't exactly know what you're getting, and yeah. um, they even have triglycerides within the formulation. So it's important to note that there is a benefit, a clear benefit to having a prescription omega-3. Yeah, I think that's one thing that, that everybody can agree on, and I'm sure there's different opinions about all of these different companies and combinations, is that the over-the-shelf uh, omega-3s are really, you're not, you're not doing yourself any favors by buying those. So I think the uh, before we sign off, I did want to go through the, the upcoming catalysts for the three big companies, I guess, that we've been talking about today. And uh, the first being Acosti, uh, with the top line data for Trilogy 1 and Trilogy 2 coming in December 2019 and January 2020. And these are the phase three trials with the four grams of their Capri uh, formulation. AstraZeneca's strength trial results should be coming out in October 2020. And of course, they're a gigantic company, so you know I wouldn't I wouldn't buy AstraZeneca in anticipation that this is going to move it too much. But uh, it is interesting to note. And then Amarin, of course, with their Vesepa, they have an advisory committee on the 19th of November, and this is for the supplemental NDA for the expansion of the label that currently exists. And they're also doing presentations at the AHA on November 16th to the 18th, with the PDUFA date supposedly coming on the 28th of December, but uh, I have a feeling that might change, but but maybe not. So I think there there's further catalysts coming up for Acosti. Is that right, Nathan? Yeah, that's right. And you've been covering one of the big ones in, in prior podcasts. And today you mentioned it on the AdCom for Recipo, where there'll be a discussion about whether to expand the label for CV outcomes uh, benefit. 
not just triglyceride lowering obviously that's huge for the whole space i think mm -hmm. that could further drive adoption so that's going to cast um, uh, a beneficial effect i would expect that if that is positive then acosti and others could trade um, higher in sympathy right. um, with that news um, we've d conducted channel checks and uh, we believe that the consensus is that because of reduced strong data there's a very high likelihood um, that they do get the expanded label mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be important for the space um, and then when you look at uh, the timeline for Acosti, obviously you get Trilogy 1 and 2 in December and January. Um, and then we'll expect to get um, a full unveiling of data for Trilogy trial results um, in March and April, which we okay. could have some of those secondary uh, benefits from the trial. Mm -hmm. We could have potentially an uh, NDA filing in the third quarter next year. Mm -hmm. um, and then in 2021 is when we expect a potential approval and launch of Capri into the market. Right, right. Okay, yeah. So anticipating maybe an early review by the FDA. Um, interesting. Great. That's uh, that's helpful to know. And I think uh, one of the things that people are going to be looking for is that expanded data set where we see the the uh, LDL changes and the HDL changes. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's great. And uh, I definitely want to thank you for coming on and talking about Acosti for us. I, uh, I I think the space is very interesting, and it's only gonna gonna get bigger. If you think about how statins really blew up in the 80s and 90s, I think uh, omega-3s are probably going to follow a, a similar trajectory. I don't know if you've, you've any comments on that. Yeah, I think it was is the case that the statins provide a great um, example of what um, a CV med medicines uh, can look like. It's more and more were introduced and started garnering market share even before their own outcomes uh, trials were complete. Yeah. People viewed uh, the statin benefits on LDL as a class effect. So that's what we're expecting to, could be the case uh, for a costing in, in, in mega three space. Um, mm -hmm. So it's worth worth seeing that there were multiple statins. They did billions of dollars of sales. Yeah. Um, and omega threes could could follow in that path. And because the price points are are low, certainly compared to other categories of therapeutics, yeah. um, we like to think this is a medicine that you actually can take. Um, it can benefit millions of patients. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And if you think. I mean, I'm thinking about like PCSK9 inhibitors that had such a high price tag that it was tough for them to get uh, a lot of traction in the market, even though there was so much excitement about them when they came out. But the, the omega-3s are, are unique in that they have this major effect and they're pretty uh, cost effective. So it's a, it's a high likelihood that they're going to get coverage from, from payers. So I think that that's good too. But um, yeah, so Nathan, if you want to tell people where they can uh, get get more uh, information from Aegis and, and your group in particular. Absolutely. So Aegis Capital um, can be found online, and um, there you can find all the information on how to contact us. And um, we do have over 400 uh, wealth managers and brokers on the platform, so there's always going to be someone uh, there to accommodate um, investors' needs. Okay, great. And um, yeah, and I think they should definitely, when they go to Aegis, the, the website, they can look you up and, and see all the companies that you cover because uh, you obviously do a lot more than just Acosti. That's right. We have coverage, um, as you mentioned earlier, across a number of therapeutic ca categories, including oncology, um, animal health, uh, medical device, um, rehab and PT, and constantly looking for new and interesting uh, potential investments. Okay, great. Well, uh, with that, I'm going to wrap it up. So thanks again, Nathan, for coming on. I do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I hope this gave everybody a decent overview of uh, another side of the, the Omega-3 space. So uh, thanks again, everybody. And please hit the like or subscribe button. I would appreciate that. 
Also, leave me a review at iTunes or wherever you listen, and that would be great. And um, with that, we'll see you next time. Now, before I let you go, I did want to mention that if you're listening only to this podcast, to go to the YouTube channel and go to this video in particular and go right to the end, and here you'll be able to see the analyst disclosures that Nathan provided me to share with everyone, and in this way you'll get an idea of the relationship that Aegis does have with Acosti Pharma. And in this way you can keep that in mind before you make any investing decision. And with that, I'll officially let you go this time. Have a good day everybody, and we'll see you next time.